This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, OPM lays out just how essential federal employees can keep their unused leave from this year. There's a new plan in place for Veterans Affairs to roll out its electronic health record. And several lawmakers want to secure more funding for the National Institutes of Health. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Essential federal employees working the pandemic are allowed to hold on to the annual leave they'd otherwise have to forfeit at the end of the year. The Office of Personnel Management declared the ongoing pandemic as one of the few exceptions where certain employees can restore annual leave. The agency created a simplified process for employees to hold on to restored annual leave in a separate account. OPM says this simplified process will stand for future national emergencies as well. It's up to each agency head to determine whose services are essential during each emergency. The Office of Personnel Management's Inspector General says the agency could lose millions if it turns building management over to the General Services Administration. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The OPMIG says turning the maintenance and operation of its Washington headquarters over to GSA could cost an extra $4 million a year in rent plus an additional $10 million in contract termination fees. GSA had revoked OPM's delegation of authority over its own building last summer. It was planning to turn building management over to GSA this coming October, but OPM says the plan has changed. The agency will continue to manage its own building through fiscal 2021. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Time to start thinking about an update to the Plum Book. The Office of Personnel Management is gathering data and information about some 9,000 positions in the executive and legislative branches that are subject to non-competitive appointments. OPM publishes the information once every four years in the Policy and Supporting Positions, otherwise known as the Plum Book. Agencies have until August 31st to make sure their data is complete and accurate. When it comes to transitioning to the next-generation telecommunications contract, GSA is drinking its own champagne. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. Agencies have awarded only about 25% of the 203 task orders expected under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, program as of June 30th. And the agency running EIS, the General Services Administration, is showing how to get the transition from networks done. GSA awarded two task orders to Mattel for network and voice services worth a combined $230 million. Awards under EIS are expected to pick up steam this fall as there are 117 solicitations on the street today and another 138 coming soon. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Time is running short to meet the deadlines under the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act. In the next seven weeks, agencies must submit, along with their fiscal 2022 budget request, an interim learning agenda, the draft of its 2022 annual evaluation plan, and an interim capacity assessment of quality, methods, effectiveness, and independence of their statistics, evaluation, research, and analysis efforts. The Office of Management and Budget highlighted these and other evidence-based policymaking requirements in the updated version of Circular A11, released late last month. Veterans Affairs has a new game plan for deploying its electronic health record. VA will launch a new patient scheduling system at its medical center in Columbus, Ohio in August. It's planning to achieve initial operating capability on the Cerner EHR in Spokane, Washington sometime in October. 
A few other small sites in the Midwest have moved up in VA's deployment timeline. The ongoing pandemic forced VA to delay EHR deployment a second time this spring. There's now a management hiring freeze in place at the Postal Service. USPS will also be accepting early retirements from non-union postal employees. That's just part of an agency reorganization announced by Postmaster General Louis DeJoy. He's also shuffled around some senior executives and focused the agency on three lines of effort, retail and delivery, logistics and processing, and commerce and business. DeJoy has also named a new acting chief technology officer, chief information officer, and chief customer and marketing officer. The Army is delaying a change in leadership at Fort Hood as officials continue to investigate possible command climate issues there. Major General Scott Afflant was set to leave the base and take command of the 1st Armored Division. Instead, he'll stay as the Fort Hood commander for the time being. After the murder of Specialist Vanessa Guillen, Army leaders are asking whether there were systemic problems at the base and who should be held accountable. The Space Force has picked the two vendors who will lead the way in rebuilding domestic satellite launch capabilities. United Launch Alliance and SpaceX earned spots on Phase 2 of the National Security Space Launch Program. They also won task orders worth more than $300 million each for the first launches in 2022. It's a significant milestone. Under the new IDIQ contract, for the first time in years, the military will be launching satellites without having to rely on Russian-made engines. Officials are not saying what the payloads will be for the first set of launches, as all of the missions are classified. Congress and the Trump administration are still at odds over a coronavirus spending deal, but a bipartisan group of senators is pushing for more funding for the National Institutes of Health. Democratic Whip Dick Durbin and Senators Chris Van Hollen, Ben Cardin, and Jerry Moran seek $15.5 billion for NIH. More than $5 billion would go toward researching coronavirus cures, treatments, and vaccines. The rest would go toward other medical research that's been put on hold during the pandemic. And as Congress wraps itself around the axle on the next round of coronavirus relief, it might be overlooking money it's already appropriated. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Hundreds of millions of dollars from the CARES Act passed in March and intended to aid nonprofits is still unspent. That's according to Rice University Public Finance Fellow Joyce Beebe. She counts $850 million for the Commodity Assistance Program to help food banks so they can purchase food and distribute it to the food insecure. That money is funneled through the Agriculture Department. But BB says USDA has only distributed about $300 million. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? 
Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.